uh, apologies, honorable um, members. I'll, I'll then allow a national treasury to make their presentation. Uh, I think it's Dr. Mampo and, and, and your team, you are welcome. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll give you 30 minutes maximum. Uh, you'll indicate if you want more time. And then we'll have deliberations, and then we'll look at the minutes and then announcements, and then we'll close the meeting. Uh, Dr. Mambo Medise, uh, with your team, you're welcome. Mampo, are you there? Or anybody else from Mission Treasury? Erin? Jefferson? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, I was asking, is Dr. Mampo on the platform? I, I don't see Dr. Mampo on the platform, Chairperson. No, no, no wonder who's. But there who's, are a number uh, of, I see of treasury yeah. officials. So let, let me get who's uh, who's leading the, the delegation then. DTGs, tell me. Uh, Mali Jeng is joining now, too. Mali Jeng. Okay. Good uh, morning, Chair. Mali- this is this is Laura Samek, the acting CRO for National Treasury. Uh, just to confirm that our delegation will be led by Mali Jeng, who will do the briefing on the understanding on the... Municipal Revenue Management Improvement Program. And then we will be shortly joined by Momo, uh, the acting DG, who will lead the, the presentation of MS. He just has to start off in Scott and he will be moving across. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's fine. Thank, thank you. Mary Jane, are you there? Good morning. Uh, good morning, Chair. Uh, thank you very much. I, I got a bit confused as well. Every day I thought I was in a wrong meeting. Um, okay. No, no. Um, Sorry for Because Sorry for... We, we understood that we, we have to brief the committee on the performance of the municipal revenue management um, uh, improvement program uh, and, and, and FMS. Sorry. So we will take... Uh, uh, Chair? Sorry, 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 sorry for that. Uh, you, you are right. Let's, let's say a, a, it's a briefing on municipal revenue management improvement program. Again, basically looking at what has happened around the expenditure and, and everything is as far as municipalities are concerned. Thank you. And then, uh, yes, as you thank you very much, say, Chair. Yes. So we, 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 we are okay. responding to, to that uh, request, uh, and my colleague Sadesh Ramrathan will present. Uh, he is the champion for this project. But what I want to say here is that what we are going to reflect here is the state of local government uh, finances at the moment, health, uh, which we see rising indebtedness uh, and creditors, and that obviously has got an impact on service delivery. And we, 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 okay. And what we also want to point is that this allocation is, is not a grant to municipalities. It is an allocation that is less than 200 million uh, in, in, in a year. Uh, that is actually meant for us to use it to run some catalytic uh, you know, initiative that uh, would have an impact to on municipal uh, uh, management of their um, 
of their of their revenue because we have realized that the revenue management is one of the major issues uh, that impact on the sustainability of our municipalities and therefore the state of their finances. So we are going to reflect how, how what we have done um, and what are some of the reasons why we could not spend the whole allocation um, in the process. But I think what is important for us is to actually realize that a lot of challenges that uh, local government is faced with, um, a lot of them have got to do with uh, the governance and weak, weak administration and weak uh, councils that actually have a lot of impact uh, in their ability even to also absorb the support that we are actually given. So that's also in a way tend to limit the impact of the interventions because it is the factors that are impacting on what we do, but which we cannot do much about uh, in, in terms of the way they present themselves. So, Sadesh, if you can present, uh, and then we can add, take questions. Thank you. Chair. Chair, my hand is up. please come in. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, Chair, it's quite disappointing to cut that National Treasury have sent the presentations late. One was even sent this morning. One was sent last night. So it's quite disappointing to hear that fact. And um, researchers couldn't do the normal brief that they are doing for the committee. So as the custodians of the country's first case, it's it's quite disappointing for them to actually send a presentation late. and And that want and must never be tolerated ever again. Thank you, Chair, because they know long in advance about these meetings. Uh, Mary Jane, you, 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 you hear that, and uh, um, it, 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 uh, it doesn't give us enough chance to, uh, to interrogate your, your presentation and our researchers before we come to the meeting. Um, that you usually give up your things on time. I don't know what happened to this time. Can we then attend to that so that it doesn't happen again? Thank you, Chair. We apologize for that. It won't happen again. We have lost the presentation now. So that's where is it? Can you load it and then run it through, please? Mayor um, Malijeng and Chair, good morning, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, I'm not sure whether the Secretariat will load the presentation or should I flight it from my side? Okay, great. It's on the screen. Good morning, uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members of the, uh, the uh, Standing Committee of Appropriation, all DDGs, and DGs in attendance and colleagues, all protocols observed. My, my name is Sadesh Ramjatam from National Treasury, and I will present this morning on the matter of underspending of the Municipal Revenue Management Improvement Program. So, Chair, before I go into the business of the day, allow me just to touch on the state of local government finance to set the scene. Of the 257 municipalities, there are 98 municipalities that adopted unfunded budgets for the 22-23 financial year. This immediately suggests 
that 98 municipalities plan to spend more than their revenue collected, which may include the inability to meet financial obligations. There is 175 municipalities identified as being in financial distress through assessing 13 indicators. And these are municipalities that may be on the brink of a crisis as per the State of Local Government Finances report. 219 municipalities that meet the Section 138 and 140 triggers um, suggestive of financial problems and financial crisis with imminent service delivery failure. 151 municipalities uh, that are deemed to be bankrupt and insolvent and are unable to pay creditors and third parties such as SARS and pension funds. Lastly, the group that will receive much attention is the 43 municipalities in crisis. Uh, municipalities that are deemed to be beyond the Section 154 support and require corrective mode of intervention to rescue. National Treasury is driving this process in collaboration with the provinces. Next slide, please. So quarter four results re-emphasize this dismal state with municipalities owing, um, owed 155 billion by their customers. Um, and in turn, owe creditors just under 90 billion, which includes ESCOM and Waterboard's outstanding debt of almost 40 billion and 15 billion respectively. And the reference here is made to the blue, the dark blue um, uh, uh, blocks on the, on the right-hand side of the screen. You would agree that, the, that these numbers don't paint a good picture for local government. Next slide. At the heart, uh, sorry, I've lost the presentation. Okay. Um, at the heart of the uh, failures to collect what is due and pay for services received is revenue management failures. These failures cut across the entire revenue value chain, which involves political and administrative leadership to enforce proper implementation of policies and legislation and encourage the culture to pay for services consumed. This may be the single most important plight municipalities face, leading to the 255 billion outstanding debt alluded to earlier. The pandemic of non-payment, unfortunately, has filtered into the government departments as well, that also neglect to pay for services consumed and pay municipalities, respectively. This has perpetuated, uh, this is perpetuated by the weak internal controls and lack of consequent management for non-implementation of revenue management processes. All of these points lead to the low revenue collection and the low revenue projections during the compilation of annual budgets, which in turn leads to an unfunded position during the adoption of the budget by councils. Lastly, municipalities cannot expect to generate revenue if the conduit to provide reliable services, which is the asset generating infrastructure is not well maintained. This is a recipe for disaster. Next slide, please. Chair, as a result of these inefficiencies and challenges, 
experienced by local local government uh, that gave birth to the the municipal revenue management improvement program the objective of the program is very simple it is to improve the generation of own revenue by local government to become self sustainable with emphasis on the inefficiencies sorry with emphasis of on the efficiencies within the value chain revenue value chain by providing reliable uh, services to communities to improve the quality of life next slide please to achieve this objective chair there are a range of activities that need to be covered these activities include optimizing um revenue sources available to municipalities to improve efficiency within the revenue value chain that encompasses completion of revenue ultimately in achieving this it requires coordination with different stakeholders initiate research and development norms and standards capacitate practitioners on best practices and explore innovative and smart solutions to improve revenue the revenue environment within the municipality next slide the program unfortunately encountered some setbacks as a result of the underspend underspending in the 2122 financial year due to the covid monies had to be surrendered to aid the pandemic there were also procurement delays in the program firstly the partnership with cocta for the cost of supply studies in municipalities uh, that defaulting on the payment to escom has um, declined at the approval stage sorry was declined at the approval stage by the by cocta uh, and this was just before appointing service providers to assist with the project secondly there were delays in the in national treasury's uh, chief procurement office and the and the intended transversal for smart meters was subsequently delayed the major part of the funding was for the smart meter solution in the four pilot sites this had to be postponed until the transversal is finalized however we are glad to announce that this is now back on track the next slide nevertheless of the challenges associated with um the project itself or the program itself on the revenue management side various other initiatives were concluded to better understand the revenue base within the jurisdiction of municipalities there was the socioeconomic profiles developed for 257 municipalities additionally economic and viability studies were undertaken in the northwest Kauteng province eastern cape and the northern cape provinces and the municipalities within the local municipalities within those provinces this exercise informed us of the potential revenue that can be derived from customer from the customer base for the municipality that is converting the economic base into potential revenue for the municipality we have developed a tariff setting tool that is user friendly to assist municipalities develop cost reflective tariffs and to phase in um these tariffs should it not be the case other tools included enhancement of the budget assessment tool 
to address the large liability owed to creditors, as many of the municipalities indicate that this is the cause of the unfunded positions um, during adoption. A tool was developed to reconcile the general valuation role to the billing system to ensure completeness of revenue. And we have introduced a revenue masterclass to assist the crisis municipalities with best practice procedures and uh, processes to optimize the revenue base and the potential revenue that can be derived from the base and to improve the cash flow within municipalities. Next slide, please. The reality is that the demand for funding exceeds the allocation uh, this program receives. As our DDG uh, eloquently um, suggested earlier in an introduction, it is therefore essential that catalytic projects are identified which will have the biggest impact in revenue for municipalities. The intention is that this program will create greater awareness within municipalities and clarify stakeholder roles in revenue management. Furthermore, assessments will be undertaken to keep abreast of the situation on the ground. This will, in, this will include supporting the budget analyst during the budget process period, supporting municipalities placed under interventions and assessment to understand the root causes of revenue collection failures so that appropriate support can be developed uh, for the corrective action and implementation. More work will be dedicated to improve tariff setting as this is one of the biggest areas of leakage. To supplement this area of work, the cost of supply studies will be undertaken to inform cost reflective tariffs and the completion of the economic and, and financial viability studies in the remaining province, as this gives us a good understanding of the potential within those municipalities and the conversion of the, the revenue base uh, to revenue into the municipalities. On the electricity side, and to address um, the outstanding debt issue, partnerships will be fostered uh, to authenticate the bills from ESCOM, as many municipalities are unable to verify the correctness of the bill received from ESCOM and to verify the fund um, replacement of meters in, in, in municipalities around the large power users in the 43 municipalities. Um, and again, here um, we're looking at the 43 municipalities in crisis. Next slide. The ownership issue of government property contributes to the revenue challenge and must be addressed decisively as, go as government cannot be seen to be owing municipalities. This is bad publicity for other customers owing municipalities or willing to pay for services to municipalities. To improve customer information in municipalities, we're exploring the link um, uh, to link the databases of Home Affairs and SASA to that of the municipality customer base. Uh, this will improve the correctness of customer information during opening an account so that bills can be issued to the correct customer um, ultimately. This will be extended to SARS to profile customers accordingly and to, co and to commercial 
on behalf of municipalities. And this is in relation to the homeowners or the home bonds that they hold with these banks. Since a major part of the program um, funding is towards smart solution, we are busy with issuing a transversal tender for smart meters, which will regulate prices, um, receive value for money, and be cost effective. We are all aware that there's a number of cases reported on corrupt activities associated with smart meter procurement. And this, this transversal will eliminate such and the added value will be on the quality assurance of the solution received. This process chair will surely save municipalities on cost of going out on their own. Lastly, Chair, the transversal will assist the four pilot sites identified with a smart solution, and we're hoping that this will be very soon. Next slide. Chair, in conclusion, it is recommended that the, the Standing Committee on Appropriation notes the financial position of municipalities, notes the challenges associated with revenue management in municipalities, notes the setbacks in the program, notes the initiatives to date to improve the cash flows in municipalities, and notes the intent of the program in the near future. I thank you, Chair. Thank, thank, thank you. Um, uh, it's the it's, uh, next presentation available now. Momo. Wanda? I wonder if Momo is joined already because maybe we can take discussions on this one. Okay, that's 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 that's, that's fine. That's uh, quite different. Yeah. Okay, that's 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 fine. Uh, honorable members, uh, you you had that to the eighteenth uh, 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 DG Mr. Momo. Is 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 also attending another committee, so he'll uh, be joining us after that. So perhaps let's uh, get indications from the honourable members, uh, those who would like to <coughs> uh, to interact with the presentation. Honourable members, this you know how we do it. Can I have a indication? of our members who would like to interact with the presentation. Yeah, let me attempt because this presentation was sent so late, so it, it <coughs> sorry. And it really makes it difficult for us really uh, um, to do our work and to, to engage with it because it's sent so late. And it's quite important information um, that is being shared surrounding the municipalities. So really, um, um, it's quite disappointing to do our work like this. Um, they presented that there are 151 municipalities that are bankrupt and uh, insolvent. Um I would like to know from National Treasury 
what are they doing in terms to assist those municipalities? Because if those municipalities are bankrupt and insolvent, which for means that services is not going down to the poor. And um, the accountability environment within the municipalities is already so contaminated by corruption and fraud. What are they doing to ensure that when they are allocating the next budget for the other municipalities or for all of the municipalities, that those monies doesn't go or falter into the the same hands of 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 the same fraud individuals and corrupt individuals. What systems have they put into place? Because one would have believed from their side, um, they need to also have some form of systems in place to ensure that the country's money is safe. And, 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 and it's going for the intended purpose that it's going to, and that the poor doesn't, um, suffer by the end of the day that are not getting services on time from, from these municipalities. It's bad what is happening in, in, in Eastern Cape. <coughs> Sorry, in all other rural provinces, um, with, with, with municipal budgets. And then I would also like to maybe get a a breakdown of the um, 151 municipalities. Which areas do they fall into? Um, Districts and and local municipalities, if we can get a breakdown on that. And the 98 of the unfunded uh, budgets, if we can have a breakdown, which municipalities are we talking about? I think it will just help us also, Chair, in our um, oversight as members of parla- uh, parliament, if we know directly which municipalities are we talking about. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Changini. Uh, Honorable members? Chair, Honorable Sarupin. Kaiso. Sarupin, Kaiso. Who else? Okay, Honorable uh, Sarupin, please come in. Chair, thanks very much, and apologies if um, Mother's connection breaks. I do have load shedding at the moment. Okay, um, yeah. Chair, let me thank National Treasury for the presentation, which shows a very dire state of municipalities. And I was aware that there were problems, but 59% of municipalities being bankrupt and insolvent is uh, quite a troubling statistic. Chair, what I would like to understand in terms of this program um, to improve generation of own revenue and become self-sustainable is in embarking on this program, has National Treasury actually identified why municipalities aren't actually doing some of the things they've identified? Why are they not collecting revenue, for example? Is it political interference? Um, and so on. And then with regards to ESCOM debt, Chair, um, I note that the presentation notes that the ESCOM debt from municipalities is now... 39.8 billion rands. And Chair, I do think that we should, we are reaching a point where we've got to look as the appropriations committee at whether or not it is time to start top slicing budget allocations from local governments uh, when the division of revenue comes to settle this ESCOM debt once and for all. 
Um, because I think that if we do not begin to take some drastic action around ESCOM's debts, then we're going to be stuck with this load shedding scenario for far, far longer than we um, would hope to. And there's no end in sight at this stage. Um, and then lastly, Chair, I do, I'm, I'm going to keep banging on the drum because in every meeting we've had of late, I have found that there is a lot of duplication going on in governments. Um, and yesterday I made the point of the air quality management and the, um, and the fact that municipalities are doing the same thing as the Department of um, Environmental Affairs. In this regard, has National Treasury spoken in conceptualizing this program, spoken to COGTA and the provincial treasuries about what they're doing in terms of municipal support? Because the state across the board is actually spending a lot of money on support programs to municipalities um, to help them with their budgeting. And we still end up with unfunded budgets to help them with their audit process, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and somehow, despite all of the support, these municipalities are still failing. So I do think that the value for money question needs to come into play as well, consider considering that we've got a lot of programs to try and support municipalities. We see by the state of municipalities that these various programs aren't working. And I want to know what National Treasury is going to do to streamline this to make sure there's not another program that is duplicated by um, national cogta, provincial cogta, and provincial treasuries. Thanks very much, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Sarupin. Honorable Kaiso. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chair. Um, just uh, on a defiance campaign uh, against the doctor, uh, I've decided just to come in here. Honorable Chair, let me also raise a, a serious concern around the aid, you know, uh, presentation that has been put before us. Uh, I don't really think that the Can you hear me now, Chair? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. So uh, I'm saying, Chair, we... I want to also express a serious concern around what... Uh, to analyze and be able to respond to the report that is being given to us uh, uh, this morning. 
because it is very, very uh, important, given the situation that a number of, of our municipalities, majority of them are facing the serious problem. The improvement that we see is Honorable Kaiso, uh, I think we've 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 lost uh, Honorable Kaiso, Honorable Members. Uh, any other Honorable Member would like to come in? We are really struggling with connectivity today. Chairperson, Honorable Peters, please come in. Chairperson, good morning. I want to also take a. Uh, this opportunity to thank the presenters for the presentation, but also to raise my concern with regard to the uh, uh, us receiving the presentation so late. Chairperson, let me join Honorable Languini with regard to the breakdown of that uh, um, 59%, the 151% bankrupt and insolvent uh, uh, municipalities. And also, uh, just to find out uh, whether the the top of the iceberg that is appearing above the waters, what it it means, and uh, also to find out whether there, there is any consequences, especially for those municipalities and the leadership in particular, the MMs and the the CFOs who allow the municipalities to pass unfunded budgets. I'm saying the the MMs and the CFOs because they do present to the council the 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 reports as well as the budgets, and they are able to alert them when uh, the situation uh, is actually getting into 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 the red and 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 Jefferson, just from this slide number 2 uh, i mean page 2 of the slides you can actually see that we are actually in very dangerous situations uh, even before you look at the red if you look at uh, municipalities already in financial distress, it actually tells you that we are moving at a faster pace to the bankruptcy and insolvency already by the number of the those in financial distress, the numbers of those who pass, I mean, who operate on unfunded budgets, and Chairperson, uh, this is uh, actually a very Worrying slide followed by slide three itself, which tells you already that that slide you don't even have to get a consultant uh, to to understand it. Uh, I believe that that um, arrow or that lightning that shows the the crisis that is hitting our municipalities 
the the the, the scattering of uh, our people around because of probably lack of services because already if the crisis is hitting there would be a, a big challenges the the other thing chaperson I have not been able to follow uh, some of the presentations uh, uh, well because um, of 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 load shedding where I am. I'm actually sitting in the dark. There was a, a, a slide. Let me just quickly check this and go through. Yeah. The slide that speaks to what have we achieved to date, they, they indicate that um, they have developed socioeconomic profiles. They have uh, the studies, viability, financial viability studies were done in local municipalities, in particular in those four provinces. I want to know when is the, the because, I mean, if you do the four provinces, what about the remaining five provinces? And uh, the issue of the tariff setting tool, I think it has been ages since around the 2000s that the issue of the billing system and uh, has been raised with, with municipality. It was even during the time of President Mbeki. So I just want to know how, how, how long does it uh, take National Treasury to to help the municipalities to deal with the challenges in their billing system, and whether the the, the studies that were done in that period uh, during the program called uh, whether that uh, billing system actually was tested. And what was the results of that uh, that study? Because I know that it it, it was done, but also Jefferson, uh, what is uh, National Treasury and the Department of Copta doing to really? I would want to say hold these municipalities by by the head because you know Jefferson, we just emerged from the local government elections, and by the time the results of the the, the viability study that is being done is is ready it will be due for another elections and probably elections for national and then elections for 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 municipalities so the consistency at a political level to do follow through with regard to this i i i i i want to to know what what will be done but also whether national treasury is part of the team that would be at all times inducting the new leadership of municipality, especially the political leadership, because it is important that even before the 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 the, the mayors uh, inaugurated, they actually know the standing financial standing of their municipalities, so that they don't come in with preconceived ideas of what they are going to do and uh, what they are not going to, what they are going to do because if if they know what the budget looks like they wouldn't be coming with ideas on what they are going to do because the first thing that then happens in municipalities is the battle of um, the leadership 
through the mayor and, and the MNCs with the administration with regard to what needs to be done and how it must be done. So my concern is whether they come in with the necessary uh, background information, understanding the financial situation of those municipalities and is National Treasury part of that particular process. And um, thank you very much, but also a request that in future we be given the documents way ahead of time so that one can go through them. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Peters. Honorable uh, Sheikh Imam. Thank you, Chair. I'm on my way to the airport, so I'll put my video off, but I think you can confirm it is me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that station. Uh, one question for Treya. I know you have limited powers. What do you identify as the root cause of the problems in these local municipalities? Is it an issue of capacity? Is it an issue, is it an issue of cadre deployment? Uh, and what do you believe is, is, or is the political appointees, do they necessarily have the capacity to be able to ensure uh, that you manage these local institutions satisfactorily. And the reason why I say that I know of mayors that can't even read and write, and what impact that that really have on these municipalities being able to, 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 to uh, uh, become self-sufficient, particularly, and put measures in place uh, to ensure that they improve revenue collection. I'll give you a good example. There are those that don't even know how to even read an integrated development plan. They have no financial management skills. And it's not a requirement to either be a mayor and things. And we have found often that with the qualifications that we have, with the current standard of quality of education in the country, the, the, the looking for graduates is not necessarily the solution anymore. So I'd like you to comment on that, number one. Number two. I'll give you a good example on billing system. Where I used to be a counselor at Itaguini, at one stage we had spent about 500 million rand. And I can tell you the billing system was nowhere near ready. Up to this very day, eight years later, I can tell you, I've got my, for the last eight months, my bill is saying estimated, estimated, estimated. You know, there's very little or nothing happening. I'll give you another example. One of the solutions in terms of meters is prepaid meters. If you go to Itegwini, you sometimes have to wait for two years or three years for a, for a prepaid meter. Yet it is a way of getting your revenue uh, 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 paid timelessly. And of course, as you alluded, it cuts down uh, on your cost. Now, the other problem I want to talk about is, have you ever monitored and established whether there is a problem or how are you monitoring the fact that, and I know, Chair, I sound like a stuck record when it talks about value for money. My understanding is a lot of the money at local government election uh, uh, levels are not spent appropriately where you get items that cost 10 rand and you're spending 20 rand, 50 rand for the same item. And that is because of the interference of politicians and political parties. Did you find that as a problem in terms of, uh, uh, and I know that you were supposed to ensure some standardizing of prices and things like that. What, influ- what do you believe is the cause of us not getting value for money at a local level? Or what is the obstacle in ensuring that we get value for money, which will result in you having more funds available to deliver services 
to our people uh, 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 on the ground. Now, I know my colleagues have spoken about consequence management. Consequence management is not within your mandate. It's not within the mandate of the Auditor General. But the responsibility, in my understanding, is us as politicians, because we are supposed to hold these officials and things accountable, but we can't if we are the ones that are putting them in these positions. What would your suggestion be, given the fact that you find we have a capacity problem, there is very little or no consequence management? Would you agree with me if I say that one of the solutions is allow independent panels having nothing to do with politicians to employ people at, 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 at levels of officials and things? Thank you for the... I'll, I'll, I'll end the Thank you, Honorable uh, uh, Sheikh. Can I just check uh, from the Honorable Members? Uh, anybody else would like to come in? Honorable Members are just struggling with uh, uh, connectivity. Uh, but let me just check with the Honorable Members who have uh, spoken. Honorable Sarupen, do you have something to, to add? Uh, no, Chair, I'm covered. Thank you very much. Okay. Honorable uh, Kaiso, are you, are you back by any chance? Okay. Arun Tangwini, anything to add? Uh, Chair, just a, a point of interest. We, we didn't yes. get where's the leadership of National Treasury um, properly as well. So just that, because yesterday we were flogged by a whole nice delegation in, in, in the Department of Forestry and Fishery, and then today there's just no leadership. Uh, we didn't get where they are. So if we can also just get, where's the leadership of, of, of National Treasury? Yeah, thank, uh, thank you, Honorable uh, uh, Tangwini. The, the acting DG has told is, is coming. Uh, he's, he's at, uh, well, it, it was reported here. He's in, a, in, a, in, a, in another committee. But uh, uh, the, the political leadership, uh, that's uh, what Honorable Tangwini is talking about, do you have any apologies? Um, let's, 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 let's note that. Um, uh, Madi Jane, we are leading this delegation as a, as a DDG. Sorry, Chairperson. Um, yes, yes. Uh, uh, the excellent uh, is yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. That's, 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 that's fine. Uh, Morning, Chair and Honorable Members. Uh, hi, hi, Momo. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And sorry okay. I'm late. I was in, as you explained, I was in the Standing Committee on Finance. So we're trying to go to between a few committees today. Okay, perfect. Uh, and we, we did receive that uh, apology at the beginning of the meeting. Just hold, we'll, we'll be asking you to come in uh, in, a, in a few minutes. Um, uh, DG, perhaps you, 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 you may want to answer this one. The, the political leadership we didn't receive any uh, apology. I think that's what the oral members are raising. Would like to comment or to convey uh, what the, uh, the oral members are raising. Um, yeah, no, no, Chair. I mean, as you know, the political leadership does come when specifically requested. Um, uh, normally, I mean, we, we come in a delegation. Uh, unless you require the minister or the deputy minister, and they do attend. So I, I don't know the exact reason today, but 
uh, Wednesday morning, as you know, I know the minister is at cabinet. So, and the deputy minister may or may not also be at cabinet. I can just check where uh, he is. But yeah, let's 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 note that for members. Um, uh, Prabhu Sheikh Imam, you yes. wanted to say you wanted yes. to say something. So, sorry, yes. Chair. I was I, I just thought of this. Can yeah. Treasury tell us? What is the latest, if you remember, Chairperson, on the integrated financial management system at Treasury? We had a massive problem with millions of rands were even paid to people who did not even uh, 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 finish, uh, complete the job. Many of them, they, we found, were irregular payments, uh, duplicate payments and things like that. Could they tell us exactly what has happened to that investigation? Has there been any consequences? What is the latest in terms of that integrated financial management system at National Treasury? We've raised this before. We haven't received any answers. And if National Treasury, in my understanding, chairperson, themselves are found wanting, then, of course, and you are the custodians of the funds, how are you going to expect local authorities to be able to 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 do better than that? Thank you, Honourable uh, Sheikh I, uh, Imam. I just let you finish because I didn't want to in- interrupt you. Uh, it's a, a proverbial uh, putting the cat before the horse. Uh, I I did say at the beginning that uh, uh, 18 DG uh, uh, Mr. Momo. We'll, we'll, we'll be making a presentation around that, and then we'll have an opportunity to also interact with the presentation. Just hold, just hold on, on, on to your question, eh? Agreed? Okay. Th- thank you. Let, let me just say... Honorable Kaisa, are you back? Yes, sir. Just one... Uh, yeah, we are all right. Okay. okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, some of the issues here would have uh, appreciated that there's a, uh, a response from the political leadership. <clears throat> so my one other question is to uh, find out from the Treasury, uh, because a number of municipalities have been unable to pay the salaries and wages of workers. Uh, uh, so. I, I just want to understand to what an extent has this case happened across all the municipalities and what remedial uh, uh, action that perhaps the Treasury has advised on to work on. Because you would remember, if there's any uh, non-payment of salaries of workers, you obviously looking for uh, something that is, uh, you know, uh, 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 of a disruptive nature, you know, uh, in, at, at the production level. So I just want to know to what an extent ha- do you have a breakdown of these, all these municipalities and what remedial action have you advised or to work on? Because uh, it's obvious. Those that are bankrupt are not going to see any day where they're going to be able to pay the workers. And that now you you would expect a chaos in that particular situation. So I, I just want to know: Has the Treasury has put up some measures to intervene? You know, timelessly uh, in that situation, you know, across the the provinces, because you you you, you can imagine 
a, 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 a one province local municipalities being run down to, uh, to non functionality in as far as finances, finances are concerned. You are looking for more troubles there. So, uh, what measures have been made uh, to assist in that particular situation? I don't think necessarily the issue of uh, gated deployment comes in uh, because it's an issue of a policy matter of an, of an organization. But rather, there are particular reasons which are there on daily basis, which are encountered, which we are unable to, you know, uh, we are unable to get them quite clearly because of now we, we couldn't even read more into this report because of its late uh, presentation nature. You see, it, it brings us a problem to, to, to ourselves. But I want to believe, Honorable Chair, at some stage, we, we definitely have to find a way that uh, we, we read uh, this presentation and also get a chance either to, in the absence of the of, of sufficient response, we are able to reconvene. Because it's very critical, the issue of local municipalities, because that is the central of where the constitution of the, uh, you know, the country, uh, you know, stresses, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, that uh, the government shall be that of the people, you know, so where they have a voice. So, so now in this situation, that area is, is, is going to be tempered with there's no sufficient intervention. Because the people are at the central of, you know, uh, good governance. So in the absence of, or, or in the presence of these challenges, then we are bothering on the, on, 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 on an ember line. Thank you very much. Thank, thank, uh, uh, thank, thank you. Um, I, Let's let's all mute our members and everybody who's on the platform except for the speaker. Yeah, uh, let me just add to my questions and and, and uh, uh, Madam Adjian, welcome the the presentation uh, from uh, from you and uh, uh, Sadesh. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, a few questions uh, from my uh, my side. Well, let me start by making this comment. Uh, so um, I, I hear a national treasurer saying that um, they, they couldn't go out with the transversal contract because of issues at uh, the office of the chief procurement office. So, um, and we, we are saying definitely uh, that should be attended to because uh, as national treasurer, we cannot be seen to be uh, contributing to a lack of a, a expenditure and improvement of a, a, a services a, at whatever level, let alone at local government a, le, 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 level. <coughs> um, this, this is about getting revenue from as many people as, as, pos, as possible. My angle would be, I just want to hear your, your comment on, on the ability uh, of municipalities in general, but especially those which are in distress, and there are, there are, there are many of them, uh, in attracting private sector investment into their, in, 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 into their municipalities. And from your side, what is that they, they can do uh, to try and make uh, their municipalities 
attractive to uh, private sector uh, invest investments. Uh, we we have got the fifty nine percent municipalities which are bankrupt and insolvent. Uh, but I I I I saw that we we are saying that we are foc- focusing on the forty three uh, municipalities which uh, are in crisis. Uh, shouldn't we be preventing also focusing very much on these hundred and fifty one uh, municipalities which constitute fifty nine percent to make sure that they don't fall into uh, into the uh, the the red light, the red in the red, that they don't become also uh, <clears throat> we don't uh, uh, define them as being in crisis, as 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 they say, prevention is better than cure. <clears throat> uh, when it comes to uh, to revenue man- management. Um, uh, I know Gendofu also raised uh, with the committee. Sorry, sorry, somebody is uh, is uh, yes. <clears throat> Why we, we find ourselves being in the wrong uh, in the I uh, there are oral members who are in 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 two meetings uh, at the same time, not because of their of their likings, because of those committees sitting uh, at 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 the, at, the, at the same time, just to explain uh, <clears throat> uh, the voice that we have uh, just had. <clears throat> Um, I was saying the, my my other comment or question is that um, I always hear us talking about training uh, people, but they're they already in this positions. Uh, what is it that we can do to make sure that people who are appointed in these uh, positions they don't need to be <laughs> necessarily all of them uh, 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 CAs. Um, uh, but you find that uh, a, a basic financial ma- management skills are lacking. What are we doing? Um, leave the politicians out who are the councillors, right? But we have got officials who must be appointed into these positions. Um, what is the problem around that in us appointing the suitably qualified people, fit and proper people uh, uh, in, in these positions? What have been your... Uh, your, ex, your, your experience and uh, from where you are seated, what can you do to improve that and make sure that everybody uh, who, who appoints, make sure that people who are appointed in these positions are fit and proper because that's good for the, for the council first and foremost. For instance, there are many uh, 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 grants, as, as you know, uh, Mary Jane, which end up not being uh, <coughs> uh, transferred to the municipalities because municipalities can't do uh, uh, simple things of, of, of compliance. And the end result of that is that the people uh, who are supposed to receive uh, services, uh, they don't get uh, those services, not because of their making, but because of uh, <clears throat> uh, officials who can't do their work, just to make sure that they also access uh, the, uh, the grant. Uh, we 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 said a lot about um, municipalities owing ESCOM, um, and Honourable Sarupeni suggested the tops license. I just wanted to to check what is the position as we are talking at the moment again because it talks to revenue cash management. 
the the government departments, how much do they own municipalities? And uh, is it possible to name and shame uh, those uh, departments? Again, again, name and shame the provinces which uh, are owing the SOEs and, and agencies. Because I think we, 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 we should do that. Uh, it's well and good as national government to talk about these things, municipalities being dysfunctional, uh, being insolvent, uh, being cash strapped. Uh, but what is our contribution as the different spheres of government uh, uh, towards that various uh, uh, position? I think I would leave it at that and allow uh, Mary Jane uh, Sadesh, the team, uh, uh, to respond to the questions. Mary Jane, back to you. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, and, and thank you very much for all these questions. And we want to apologize again for submitting the presentation late. Um, we will truly make sure that we, we don't do that again. So if I may start with you, Honorable uh, Buteles, uh, on the question of what it would take for municipalities to attract the private sector. So what it would take municipalities is that they must be well-governed and, uh, and be able to deliver on the infrastructure services that are reliable and affordable. Um, and that is the key thing. And we have seen, uh, you know, companies, have seen in you know, uh, companies m- moving out of the municipality simply because of the services. So that is the basic uh, that municipality can do. And which obviously, as they get more into trouble, uh, they are actually failing to do so. And I think that is a, a big concern for us. Um, because that is quite critical for uh, the economy to grow, for companies to, uh, to, to, to be able to have access to services and to actually grow themselves uh, and, 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 and increase the investment. So, so why are we not for, what are we doing to prevent uh, the municipalities that are in, in, that we are saying they are already um, in the red and maybe can go deeper? So what we are saying is that for those municipalities, as you, you see the iceberg, you know, things get worse and worse, that uh, we need to get them to do the right things um, in, the, in the correct way. Uh, and, and this always really starts with how they prepare their, their budget. So once the municipality prepares an table unfunded budget, it actually means that it is planning to spend more money than it actually has. And by the way, the problem is not necessarily, you know, the CFOs and the MM, because I think sometimes often there is pressure uh, by the councils to actually want to show that they can deliver more than they actually are able to do so, which is a political thing. And when the council receives the report, when they, they receive the budget to table, there is always a report that for, that comes either from Treasury for non-delegated municipalities 
or that comes from the provincial treasury for delegated municipalities that will take that will indicate the status of that um, of that of that municipality so i'm responding to this issue of why you know mms uh, they should actually be held responsible necessarily so they actually know that the cancer is not like the information is hidden but is the choice and the decision that they actually have take given the powers that they have so so now if we we have the, the, the councils that are doing that and and we are not also able to contain the costs because i mean in the national government uh, and provinces we are working very hard to cut down on spending if you don't have the money but in the local government it's almost like it is their right to actually spend the money that they don't have at all times while on the other hand you see the bloated uh, uh, structures uh, sometimes they are being paid above the level in which the municipality is rated this is what we are seeing in Enoch Mukijima and they are allowing for themselves to have increases uh, in a lot of mismanagement just when it comes to personnel and 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 and, and, and I think that is the major issue that you are, we are paying a lot for personnel in terms of the wage bill, but we're actually not paying for the right kind of skills. Why? Because the, the councils have got lots of powers. And, and, and I think for me, when we talk about uh, what is the root cause of the problem, the root cause, it comes from the fact that the, 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 the structure, the system of local government has bestowed huge amounts of powers on the councils that are meant to be very close to the people, to be able to have, um, uh, you, you know, the, 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 the objective of actually taking decisions over the administration that will best serve the people that have appointed them. So they've got powers. They've got powers to decide who, who, who they appoint uh, and, and to populate the administration. And what we are finding in, the, in this in municipalities is that each time they, they, they come, they come with their own teams. And, and then you have got the system just getting more and more bloated with huge amount of salaries that municipalities can actually pay. And the reason why they were allowed to pay the salaries that they could pay is because they are meant to run the council like a business. That the municipality, you sell the services, you collect the revenue, and then you do that. Now, what is very clear now is that because they don't do that, they can afford the structure of the costs that actually have been allowed to actually, you know, be in place. And the root cause for me is the 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 the, the, the proximity. The, the councils they are not doing what they are supposed to do. There is a whole a lot of political instability. There is dysfunctionality. They actually don't do what they are supposed to do. And often, sometimes councils don't even do the work. They don't sit, but they are still putting the salaries. So I do think the problems right start there to realize that actually the assumption that the councils will be interested in serving the people and therefore will be key in determining the administration is actually not holding. So we need to be able to say, how do we then professionalize this administration?
administration so that you de-link the administration from actually the influence of the council and the decisions in charge of right now we can't even appoint a municipal manager in some of these municipalities simply because council has got to constitute the panel they've got to decide who and then is they they already is they they're already wanting their own person so it's not about that we are going to appoint somebody who is competent and who can run the, 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 the municipality like a business. So I think for me that the root cause is there. And as long as we have that, it doesn't really matter. The coalition politics have even made things more worse because you have got a coalition of people that perhaps all of them care for themselves and not care for the people. Hence, they will be fighting amongst themselves and then and then not caring whether the services are happening and not taking the decisions that are supposed to help the municipality to, to deliver the services. So I think for me, that's the two, the council powers and also professionals in the administration. So that's what we are beginning to see. Without that, we are fighting a, a losing battle because even where we are intervening, in these municipalities, when the council is still there, the powers that they still have still bestows upon them to take decisions. And sometimes they don't even take those decisions. There's delays and things are not happening in the speed with which they, they should be. So even that, which is where we are saying when you intervene, you're actually handholding them because we put the teams there. But we are not able to move at speed to, 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 to help this minister to turn around because we are hindered by the powers that the council have that are still managing the administration. And the fact that to dissolve the council that is not dysfunctional, even though the law allows us to do so, is a political decision that is very difficult to happen. Right. Northwest have just decided to deal with this. But how may, how long has it been there being run by two councils, two mayors, two MMs, two CFOs, you know, and, and just the municipalities just in a stand of paralysis, simply because of politics of, of, of factions that, that are ruling there, that impact on the people. And then we are also very slow in dealing with those, those issues. So I think for me that, 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 that is foundational, that is fundamental. So on the issue of debt, as you finish, you deal with that one. Please just tell me the legal status of adopting unfunded budget. Is it not illegal? That's, that's one. Or what should be done about it? Because it yes. looks like it's prevalent everywhere. Continue, please. Yes, yes. Um, so, 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 so unfunded budget is, is, is illegal. So it becomes illegal because section 18 of the MFMA demands that uh, the budget must be funded. You know, so that is why we assess it and we advise them in the, the council and the council should not be taking unfunded budget. You know, so obviously the, the consequences have to run into your you are doing all those things, but as long as we are hindered in terms of the politics that come into being, it becomes very difficult to deal with these issues in the way that we should deal with them, at least from where I sit as a technocrat. So, um, um, so in terms of ESCOM, ESCOM, uh, the, the debt that also, I, I think we must also realize that um, the municipalities are not only owing ESCOM, and obviously ESCOM is, is, is an issue. But when you look at uh, that uh, slide number three, uh, in the water boards, some of them are going out, out of business uh, because of, of, of the debt in, that municipalities are owing. And, and, and the solution to say, can we cut, can you top slice? Um, um, <laughs> that also is not, uh, is, not, is not a solution because the people that are supposed to pay 
And the people that are not supposed to be subsidized, because uh, the equitable share is meant to subsidize the poor that are not paying. So now what we are seeing here is that because municipalities are underperforming, they are not collecting. So they end up having to pay from equitable share even for those that should actually be paying. So now equitable share, if you say you're going to top slide, you, 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 you will take all of it. You know, and what we are seeing here because of the challenges that municipalities are faced with, some of them, as, as, as honorable member has indicated, they can't even pay salaries because they're not collecting, they're not working, right? The officials are not working. So what is happening is this equitable share, instead of going to, 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 to pay for basic services, these municipalities will be waiting for the installment so that they can pay salaries. And, and for me, that is the problem. And it's the problem that you cannot solve by saying you're going to add more money, you know, because we need to be able to get the municipalities to function in the way they should. And if they are not doing that, I don't see where the problem will come from. Because if we say that services should not be paid for, somebody else has to be taxed, you know, to be able to pay for those services that people should not be paying for if we go to that to that solution. So, so I think for me, it's still about getting the, the system of local government to work in the way that it should work, or to actually begin to look at how are you cutting down on the costs, you know, so that you're able to align your spending, your, your costs, your spending with, uh, with the revenue that you actually have. So how do we, um, suggestions, I've, I've done that. But yes, so on, 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 on the issue that I think I've already answered some of the issues that Honorable Sheikh has, uh, has, has raised. Um, so maybe I can touch on Honorable Peters, uh, who would want the breakdown of um, uh, of municipalities. Uh, we we can provide uh, that 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 information. The consequences of CFO. I think I've responded to that one. Um, so they should respond to the the economic profiles and and, and the billing systems. Um, um, are we part? Are we part of the team? Yes, we are part of the team. Um, and indeed, part of what we are doing, even through our municipal support, uh, municipal improvement program, uh, we actually are handholding these municipalities. But as long as we are hindered by these governance issues, those things are not yielding the results that we could uh, uh, generate if it was not because of that. And we are part of the teams that inducted these municipalities. And in fact, this year, we developed a very specific, beyond the, the, the induction course that uh, is done in collaboration with SALGA, that covers everything that the municipality has to do, uh, has to deal with in terms of the, 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 the legislation that govern municipalities from Systems Act, uh, Structures Act, MFMA, and all that. We also designed a, a, a course a, 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 to induct the municipality that are in crisis, the 43. That then explains to them where they are and the challenge that they are faced with, what they need to do, and what intervention would help them to do. But what is also their responsibility to make sure that the municipalities actually uh, recovers, even though they didn't, they were not part of the problem that caused the municipality, that it is their responsibility. So we, we, we've been rolling out that, 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 um, that induction, which I think was found to be quite helpful in actually making it very clear to them uh, what, what, what the issues are that they are faced with. Um, are we coordinating with COCTA? So this is honorable, uh, thing. 
Yeah, and one of Peter's, I think I haven't finished. No, no, I think I finished some of those. Sadesh will, 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 will cover them. Are we coordinating with Quacta and PTs in the program? Yes, indeed. In fact, as a, as a treasury family, uh, we do have a strategy that we have agreed on that is centered around six game changers that include this revenue function uh, to, to see how we are dealing with revenue. And we, are, we have got a, a, a committee, a revenue coordination committee that uh, brings together Quacta and other stakeholders like Salga and stuff at the national level. And we're rolling out that even at, 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 at the provincial level to ensure that we have got that coordination and alignment. And the, 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 the initiative that we are driving now are actually being worked through with the provinces, with the provincial treasuries uh, in, in the process. So the, I think the coordination there is, uh, is quite strong. I've responded to why municipalities are not. Sadesh can actually add more on why what have we found out because we have done an assessment in detailed one of the 43 municipalities to see what is actually the problem with the revenue uh, function. Um, yeah, so Sadesh, can you add? Let me see if there's anything else that I've left. Can you add on some of those things that I said you, should, you could add or anything that you think I've left that uh, you want to add on? Thanks, Mamal Jeng. Chair, with your permission. <clears throat> um, yes, so, so. Thanks. So on the viability studies, the economic and financial viability studies, yes, we had undertaken the studies in, in four provinces, in the local municipalities in those four provinces. Um, but those studies were static at, the, at, a, at a certain point in time. Um, so what we intend doing now for the remaining provinces, the five, uh, is that we want to develop a tool that can be updated on a regular basis to assist municipalities um, during understanding the economic base and converting that economic base into potential revenue for municipalities. So, so that is part of the intended program going forward. I have touched on it in on slide number nine, uh, just uh, to contextualize that. On the billing system, Chair, um, we need to also contextualize, is it the billing system that's prom problematic? Or is it the processes leading or feeding the billing system that's, that's causing the problem? And in our experience, it is all of the processes leading to the billing system. Uh, and here we're talking about, as an example, um, the correct meter reading, uh, the correct capturing of, of, of uh, customer information um, into the billing system, uh, the verification of the, the, the general valuation role to the billing system, where we found that many properties that are on the valuation role are not on the billing system. So it's not the billing system per se. It is some of the processes leading to the billing system that are problematic uh, in, in, in the space. So, so I think um, the billing system um, is, is just a conduit, it's just a, a tool, but, but the processes around that need to be strengthened to improve revenue collection. Um, the 43 municipalities and what we have found in the 43 municipalities where we have undertaken the assessment, um, we found that municipalities um, 
are not generating sufficient cash. So they're not collecting as per the law, right? And, and I've alluded to um, on, the, on the third slide uh, that 255 billion is owed to municipalities. Now, had the municipalities collected half of that, I think the problem would be solved around funding in municipalities. But municipalities are just not implementing the credit control and debt collection policies adequately to collect what is due to them. And that is why um, they find themselves owing the ESCOM, owing the water boards. And, and, obvious, and, and then you, you get the tariffs that probably not cost reflective. So they're always on the back foot uh, owing the bulk suppliers. Um, that is the ESCOM and, and water boards. So, so the problem around revenue in these 43 municipalities is that we need to look at the revenue value chain and identify what is the root cause of the non-collection in these municipalities. Is it the processes within these municipalities that are flawed or is it um, the capacity to collect what's due is it the profiling on customers? Because many municipalities chase after customers um, only to realize uh, after spending large amounts of money to collect that these customers are indigent and they can't get anything out of these customers. So that is why in our intended program, we set the link to the SARS office, the link to the Home Affairs and SASA to better profile these customers will assist municipalities ultimately uh, to determine whether the customer is in a position to pay uh, their bill or not. Memel um, Jenk, you have touched on, on uh, the reports that we can share around the 155, uh, sorry, the breakdown uh, of the 155 uh, and the 98 unfunded budget positions. Um, so what are we doing um, um, for the next budget. Now, we have institutionalized, and I think Memel Jeng has also touched on this, we have institutionalized the benchmark process, the media process. We've got an adequate early warning system in place um, that's not uh, um, consulted on uh, timelessly to determine whether the municipality is in crisis or not. We've got the revenue initiatives um, that... Um, that uh, I've touched on in the presentation to assist with municipalities, uh, revenue collection, um, and the initiatives around that. Um, I'm not sure if there's any other question that hasn't been touched on. Um, yes, uh, uh, the collaboration with COCTA and PTs, Emil um, Jang touched on it, but, but because revenue management uh, covers the Municipal Systems Act, which is uh, the mandate of COCTA and the MFMA, which is the mandate of National Treasury, you find there's an overlap in the two um, pieces of legislation. And we always um, work together to try and resolve uh, some of the issues in municipalities to the point that we have decided that, that when we go into a municipality, we don't go as a department, we go as government, National Treasury, SALGA, um, cocktail, uh, so that we, we don't confuse the municipality ultimately on some of the initiatives and support we want to provide to these municipalities. Let me stop there, Memel Jeng. Thank you. And Chair? Okay. So maybe if I, I can add on, I know Honorable Kelly asked a question about the appointments uh, in the positions. I mean, I said a little bit about that, but you said with regard to financial management skills. 
So what I want to say here is that uh, we have been running uh, for a number of years now a grant called Financial Management uh, Grant, which is actually enabling municipalities to take on the, uh, this newly qualified uh, young people as interns um, uh, with the view of actually being able to absorb them into, into, into positions. So, and, and I think if they were doing things right, we should not be actually be talking about bloated, uh, you know, budget and treasury uh, units of the municipalities. Now, so some of this, you know, they, they go, come through and, and maybe walk out of the municipality because the preference is maybe with other different people uh, that needs to be uh, funded. Uh, that what that, that they want to appoint, but that provides quite a, a, a wonderful opportunity for actually populating the the structures with the right people, and um, you know, in order to ensure the right people, also the provinces have got a lot of powers also to be able to say yeah or no in terms of the competencies, and I think that is where also the the the, the gap becomes because they do allow the, you know the wrong CFOs to be appointed, you know the wrong managers to be appointed when actually there is a competencies framework that they can actually you know say no, you know because they do have to have some kind of concurrence in their appointments. So in terms of the government debt, uh, obviously it is a concern, uh, and I think there has been a lot that has been communicated with departments to uh, to get them to pay. So, but what 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 is always strange with municipalities is that when it comes to government debt um, and uh, businesses, they don't robustly implement credit policies like they do for an individual. You know, because in my view, we're all consumers, whether I'm an individual, they will come and switch off, you know. So we we have been saying it's going to be very difficult for us to be debt collectors, you know, to to get government to pay each other. That each one of these needs to do what what is right. Obviously, with ESCOM, the the issues are so deep now that, you know, there there is a need for some some kind of, of, of support. Uh, for these municipalities to be able to do what what they are supposed to do, but municipalities themselves should actually be implementing credit control even to departments that are actually not paying. Nothing stops them from doing that, you know. So, so I think that's the point that I wanted to to raise on that one. Thanks, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Mary Jane and 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 and, and Sadesh. Um, I I. I I think, as you can see, uh, this is a very uh, a, a difficult area for for all for all of of all of us. And if it doesn't work, the whole government doesn't work because there is no place called province or or national. All of us reside in municipalities and local and, and localities. But thank you very much for uh, for the. We hope there's going to be improvement in the expenditure because. You remember, Madi the what started this is that uh, we we wanted to follow up on the underspending mainly for municipal revenue management uh, uh, improvement program. So let's say uh, let's 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 attempt to do that so that uh, we we are not part of the equation of making municipalities uh, 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 not to work. But thank you very much. Um, uh, Mr. May I come in? I, I wanted to just make a comment or two. Okay, please do that. You know, I think, um, you know, c- certainly having been responsible for revenue 
and with SARS. I mean, I think also how municipalities collect their funds, the question of bullying. I think, you know, we can, we should consider uh, maybe learning lessons from SARS and, 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 and other mechanisms. But the other thing is, for some reason, we also leave out um, uh, uh, you know what what happens in normal businesses, like why don't municipalities be compelled to also report uh, people who don't pay them their accounts to credit bureaus? Um, uh, you know those are pretty powerful mechanisms to force people to pay, and frankly, when you know, if you don't want reckless lending, even from a financial sector point of view, you want to know what somebody is also owing to ESCOM or to their municipality. So I think we should also consider using the mechanisms that are used in the private sector to deal with it. The second point I wanted to note, you know, a lot of the problems in municipalities are really political. I think the question about what type of municipal managers are chosen, you get to the National Development Plan, and it's about what it called the political administrative interface, that unless we're going to have a professional public service and professional municipal managers, um, we're not going to solve this problem. If every time there's a new mayor and they want to bring their own officials from their own party, I, I think that this area gets politicized, there's no continuity, and municipal managers behave like politicians. They don't behave like municipal managers. So aside from competence, I think continuity and professionalization is also critical. And if we don't do that, honestly, we're never going to pick up the problem. Lastly, let me make the point, and, and this is a problem. You know, when you have more than I would say, 10 municipalities in trouble. Then it's a systemic crisis. No, no treasury, whether in a province or national. Now, I always say to people, treasury, national treasury is not God. We cannot do the work that municipalities are supposed to do. We don't keep an army of people uh, just to be employed in case 50 municipalities are in trouble. In fact, if we had such people, uh, then they shouldn't even be at the tragedy. They should be in those very municipalities. And so, uh, you know, you've got to have um, even uh, where councils understand their role of political oversight, but also the limits to their roles. And if it don't those problems, I think it's going to be difficult. And if you have abilities in trouble, it's a systemic problem applies to both uh, politicians um, and to officials. And if we don't get to the political admin interface, my view will never solve these problems in any uh, proper way. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Momo. Um, thank you for, for, for that input. Um, um, as I've said, uh, 
Mighty Jane and your team, thank you. Um, mom, I think we, yes, yes, ma'am. No, I, 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 I just want to, 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 to oh, drop in on, on what the, Mr. Momo have said. No, we need to reject the proposal of um, the uh, um, putting people on, 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 on that blacklisting system that is just going to eat uh, anyway the money um, and the money won't go to municipalities. Because how do you do you gonna put a woman on 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 a blacklisting system that her only income is a, a grant by the end of the day and it's not working and those systems are normally increasing increasing on on interest and all of that so some uh, we uh, really we can't uh, accept proposals uh, like that um, it's a proposal that um, it's 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 really not gonna serve. Uh, for for our rural communities that are struggling to make ends meet, that can't even buy a loaf of bread uh, by the end of the day. Um, so I'll just like to raise my objection to that. Thanks, Chair. Honorable Langini, let's 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 note that. Perhaps my 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 reaction would be: we we anybody is yeah. Um, <clears throat> No, no, I, I, I wanted to say that we, we, we can't get a one-size-fits-all. Uh, uh, we have got instances here where businesses are not, are not, pay, are not paying municipalities and are using all, uh, all the services and so on. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an issue which I think perhaps we must uh, <coughs> interrogate and, 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 and debate. Um, the... The, the departments, there are departments here who, who don't pay, but this committee sits year in, year out and allocates budget for these particular things, but that budget gets used for something else, and uh, uh, we, we, we come and blame municipalities. I'm not for a second suggesting that they are not to blame. There are many things that, but I think uh, national government and provincial government, SO is a business. Uh, they are also part of, 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 the, of, of the equation. But at the end of the day, municipalities, the, the billing system, you, uh, it's, it's something which has uh, red havoc, even for those uh, consumers and customers who would like uh, 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 to pay. But to those uh, 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 comments, may I allow um, uh, Momo to come in? We had asked him to come and, and, and brief us, uh, the department about IF, IFMS. Uh, Honorable Sheikh had started talking about, about it. This seems to be a never-ending story uh, when it comes to uh, uh, wasteful and fruitless expenditure. You see IFMS coming up again and so on. Uh, Momo, let's see what's happening. Please take uh, the, uh, the committee uh, <clears throat> through. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, and thank you for the opportunity to talk on IFMS. Um, it's something that uh, I think uh, I really welcome because if there's anything <laughs> anywhere that has impacted on the reputation of the National Treasury, it's uh, the IFMS system. And let me say for the record, Chair, um, 
I've never really been involved with the IFMS. So um, uh, I've taken a lot of time uh, to find out about the IFMS system. And let me start by saying that, you know, the IFMS system is something that is absolutely necessary for government. And the primary objective is to modernize and automate the financial management systems in order to, sub, uh, to, to support the implementation and requirements of the PFMA. Uh, at the moment, it was, it's for national and provincial governments. But if you don't have such a system, there is no way you can modernize procurement. There is no way you can modernize your leave system, uh, uh, allow the basic education department to know which teachers are present or, or absent. Um, and the systems we have for sell and best, when even uh, uh, I joined the Treasury, and, and I should add, I have clocked the magic age of 65. I joined in 19... 95, um, uh, post-apartheid, just to be clear, that when we came into government, there was Purcell and Bass. And at that time, there was a crisis that you couldn't continue with Purcell and Bass because they were not designed uh, for those. They had outgrown their usefulness um, and they needed to be modernized. And for 10 years or 20 years that time, I remember, and, and as we were discussing, even with the old regime, as, as we were preparing for power, they were saying to us that, you know, the best way to do this is to get, at that time, the, the, the fashion was go to India. They're very good in software development, or sorry, not software, in uh, computer programming and you get a custom-made system. And actually, for 20 years, from 1994, and even before, right up to 2014, that's what we were trying to do. And then we gave up. We realized this thing is too complex, and we made the good and bold decision that we should buy what's called a customer of the shell system. And this was taken to cabinet, and in my view, there was a proper process done uh, to award the contract by the end of 2016. I should add that Purcell and Bess are still with us today because of the problems we've faced. And I will say it was the launch by the Guptas of an attack in terms of state capture on the Treasury in May 2016, sorry, May 2017, um, when they leaked and, and, and selectively leaked by the way, an internal audit unit report, okay? Um, and basically, if we take Purcell, it uses, I understand, a language called natural, which nobody, you wouldn't hear of today. You don't find people who practice on natural, on cobalt, on bass. So even when we keep the systems today, we have to get people who have to learn that language to be able to continue with it. So it's not like there's a ready supply of service providers uh, to continue with Purcell and, and Bass. So really, we can't go back and say 
leave out IFMS and uh, let's have Purcell and Bass. Um, uh, it just it just doesn't. Uh, it's just not possible. And and given that we as tragedy, we understand we want to be cleaner than clean. We want to be more Catholic than the Pope. Okay, so it doesn't matter who's making any allegations. We will. We want an investigation then. Because our reputation as a tragedy matters. But I should, so whether it comes from the Guptas or wherever, whether it's malicious or not, we still want to know that uh, uh, we, uh, uh, we are operating in as clean a manner as possible and, and at a higher level than what's expected of anybody else. Um, and as a result of that attack, a number of investigations were launched. And I should say many, many hardworking Treasury officials were defamed in the process. Uh, some of them have passed away, but it was a shameful chapter uh, in how some people were, were named by the Gupta media uh, and with lies, I should say. Um, but anyway, we are sturdy people in the Treasury. And, you know, there's no doubt that the attack was the one Gupta attack that succeeded in that the IFMS system really Mo became Momo 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 Hello Can you hear, Can you hear me? Momo 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 I we have been abused here. Yeah. Is it is it is it me or Momo has just disappeared? Yes. Momo, can you hear me? Yes. Please, chair. please, please switch off your video. I just that's one. I I I yes, can, I hear, can me? hear you. Yeah. Can you hear Momo? me now? Yes, I can hear you now. I can just wanted to yes, okay. I can hear you now. Just I I wanted to say okay. More. Apologies, chair. I'm load. I'm, I'm a victim of load shedding at the moment. Okay. Uh, for some reason, it's been quite a long time. Okay. So no, no. what I was more. saying is, you look look more. at the IFMS system. Yes. More, more. I wanted to make an intervention. Uh, let's let's leave the political frills around this thing and so on, um, um, and all these things. We the the what prompted these things that IFMS came up when. There was a, a, a report to to the committee that that's where you are getting you are you are wasteful and uh, fruitless expenditure and so on. So uh, let's 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 focus on that. Let's be very careful about a very political statements because I don't want to open this meeting for that. Let's 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 focus on 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 the economic um, of this. Thing. Yes, chair. I'm 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 doing that, chair. This I was just presenting. So Please. the next few slides, I think the next few points just provide the, the, the context. And honorable members, can you please, and everyone else, on, on implement because they are quite linked. 
If I may continue, Chair. Chair, can you hear me? Yes, continue. Yes, yes. Okay. So yeah. basically, look, the Treasury has been undergoing several investigations. Uh, firstly, from, um, um, you know, we had forensic investigations. The Hawks, the SIU are currently conducting their own investigation. The public protector, and we were called up by the State Capture Commission, and Treasury filed affidavits on all of those. Uh, we were a bit disappointed that the State Capture Commission did not really, they made no comment on IFMS, despite uh, taking this. So, so let me say, to this date, uh, the Treasury has not heard any evidence been pointed that anything was done inappropriately, any money was spent. I heard, I think, uh, was it Honorable Imam earlier saying that there were duplicate payments and so on. We have not had any such evidence. And yes, the forensic uh, uh, investigations did reveal a few minor lapses and there's been appropriate disciplinary warning letters issued. But we've not uh, uh, been provided with any evidence of any mismanagement or theft or anything inappropriate. Some of the investigations are still continuing. I think our only sort of issue is that these investigations are taking a long time and, uh, you know, we'll wait and see whether they reveal anything. But to the extent that they, we're still waiting, the problem is it's paralyzing this project. The other factors that have caused problems are more technical, that uh, there's an MOU that we have partner departments. And just to make it clear, when you look at IFMS, we have a steering committee made up of the Treasury, the Department of Public Service and Administration, and CETA. But the two departments are the Public Service uh, Department and ourselves. And uh, at the moment, one of the parties has not signed the MOU, something which is coming up uh, even in, in the audit issues. And despite three attempts to get uh, procurement, because to complete the IFMS project, to, to implement it, we need um, to, to procure through CETA. And uh, we've had three attempts at doing it, and this has failed. So in a sense, this is a problem with this project, that the Treasury is not solely in charge. If we were solely in charge, we could still try and make things work, but the law says we've got to work through CETA. And if they don't deliver, then frankly, we can't deliver. And that leads to what the AG sees as fruitless expenditure. So it's kind of self-reinforcing. So, Chair, let me just make the point that as far as strategy is concerned, we've got no choice but to implement the IFMS system and the contract we have with Oracle so we can modernize the financial management system and actually get the kind of information that Parliament and everybody asks of us. Next slide, please. So if you look at the next slide, Chair, we, we also want to point out just on the matter of fruitless expenditure that we, we've uh, 
we've had we've consistently differed with the AG on on how they are interpreting the PFMA, uh, and there is a formal dispute with the AG um, uh, in re- with regard to whether when we spend in line with contractual expenditure, um, whether it can be regarded as fruitless and wasteful, even though we accept that because of the implementation problem that, um, you know, we, we're certainly not getting as much value for money as we should. And and this has been the case at one audit after another. And it appears that no matter what we do, if we continue on the contract, it keeps on being regarded as fruitless no matter what we do. And this is what we're trying to clarify the approach with the AG because this over-focus, I think, on compliance, by the way, it's a more general issue we have. It's not related to our own issue. Um, uh, it, it's quite different from conventional financial auditing. And the focus is on irregular and fruitless expenditure rather than on corruption or suspicious transactions. And there's no differentiation between rural transactions and contractual obligations versus something that's really bad like corruption or or inappropriate payments and so on. And I should add that this kind of approach, and I've said this more more publicly in different forums, that it's driving risk averseness and uh, undermines, in fact, the very approach of the PFMA, which is to let managers manage but hold them accountable. I mean, this is uh, certainly something, uh, you know, I had been involved with the, uh, drafting of the PFMA. And I always say that the way the PFMA was interpreted and audited in the first 10 years was in line with the spirit. But the last 10 years, this has changed. But let me not deal with those issues. I'll, I'll deal with the contract itself. So the National Treasury strongly believes that we as government must honor all our contractual commitments. And so we are obliged to pay for technical support and maintenance, which is in line with the Oracle Master Agreement. And in a sense, what the, the implication of what the AG is saying to us is to stop making that payment. And that itself will constitute a technical breach of contract, something that we think we shouldn't be doing. And two, it will lead to even more expenditure for the state in a way of penalties, and maybe I'll ask Dikaledi or if you want to go through it, or Laura, do you want to just spell out what the contract says in the rest of the slide, the the the, the um, penalties that we would face? So in a sense, it's damn if we do, damn if we don't. Carry on, uh, Laura or Dikaledi. Thank you so much. Good morning, Um the, the essence for us is that the technical support and maintenance, um, in the absence of having that, it will mean that we would roll out an out-of-date um, uh, Oracle system, which will leave us extremely at risk and vulnerable because we would not have the, the latest uh, version. But most importantly, we would not have the required security. Uh, patches in our software. Um, and I'm sure the committee uh, is well aware 
of the significant risks that not not having a security in place would leave government if we rolled this system out to all of government. But equally, uh, the majority of the departments would not accept out-of-date uh, versions of, of programs. In terms of cost savings, uh, if we were not to have the, the support and maintenance, we would forfeit our preferential 17% rate as opposed to the normal 22% rate of the net license fee as a cost for support and maintenance. But more importantly, we would also forfeit our uh, discount support fee uh, in terms of the annual increases. Just to emphasize to the committee, we do not pay money on licenses. It was a once-off payment uh, in 2016. What we're paying for annually is the required um, support and maintenance. And we would uh, then have forfeited our discount. And the discount for the state is significant. It's a 0% increase on our annual uh, fee for support and maintenance for the first to fourth renewable years. Um, and then from the fifth to the ninth re renewable year, there can be no more than a 1% increase. And 10 to 19 is a, far, is a, is a limit of no more than a 5% increase. So effectively, not only did we make a saving on the actual uh, purchase, but we ensured that savings are inherent uh, in the contract. But um, most importantly, we would incur penalties. Uh, A, if we had not taken up support and maintenance from the onset of this contract, and B, if we should stop these support, the support and maintenance uh, during the course of the contract. Now, as the committee will know, penalties in itself uh, are wasteful. We would have to pay a reinstatement. Were we to stop the contract of support and maintenance, at the point where we needed to reactivate it, which we would need to do uh, in order to ensure our versions were the latest and we had the security badges, we would immediately incur a 150% uh, penalty on the net support fee when we require support. The reinstatement fee would be prorated back to the date of lapse, so we would pay for it anyway. But equally, if we had not procured support and maintenance at the inception of the licenses, at the point where we needed support, we would need to pay the fee backdated to the date when we purchased the license. Uh, thank you very much, Momo. I'll hand back to you. Okay, let's get to the next slide. I think you should just go through that as well. I mean, Dikaledi, or you? Um, thank you so much, Momo. Dikaledi will certainly uh, come in as well. In terms of where we are in the progress status of IFMS, um, obviously, as, we, as the committee knows, uh, software licenses uh, were procured. Uh, we completed the policy gap analysis um, in, in a phase. The, we are currently in the pilot site implementation phase. The critical, uh, the critical milestone for us is that we have to procure a service provider uh, in order to allow us to do the implementation of the pilot sites. All of our other milestones are dependent on this procurement. 
Um, as uh, the committee will know, a national treasury, in terms of legislation, must do this procurement through CETA. Uh, unfortunately, we have been attempting, uh, CETA has been attempting to procure the service provider since 2018-19, and in fact has attempted three times uh, unsuccessfully. The third and most recent unsuccessful procurement was embarked on 21-22. National Treasury did everything possible in order to accelerate uh, that support for CETA to uh, do the procurement process. Um, However, again, it did not result in a successful appointment uh, due to the fact that uh, the quoted quoted bid price far exceeded the budgeted amount. And therefore, it was not possible for Treasury to agree to the outcome of that procurement process. And unfortunately, despite Treasury doing all that we needed to do, um, CETA was not successful. And therefore, we are now, preparations are now underway to initiate another procurement process, including the considerations of Treasury conducting this procurement um, ourselves. In terms of the national rollout, in 2018, no. no, carry on, carry on. Sorry. In terms of the national rollout in 2018, a procurement process for the establishment of a panel through CETA was again not successful, um, and um, and therefore we are now in the process of doing of establishing that panel. But uh, it must be. It is important to note uh, that Treasury is taking all steps. Uh, in order to accelerate the implementation of IFMS and has committed that we will have IFMS rolled out nationally uh, in 2024 as we have planned. Um, thank you, Momo. Okay, so, okay, so Chair Dicoletti, do you want to say anything before I conclude? No, thank you, DG. I'm covered for now. Thank you. Okay. DG, um, Dicoletti is head of our IFMS project. So, honorable members and and chair, um, just to conclude, so despite whatever dispute we have, and we highly respect the office of the AG, um, I think we 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 they too agree that um, there's a need to implement IFMS, and I think we felt that. You know, if other departments are not cooperating or CETA keeps on failing, we are exploring taking over this uh, by ourselves. It it does uh, mean that we have to ask CETA for approval to be exempt from their provision. Um, uh, But honestly, it's just not helping us that we are dependent on others. And this leads to fruitless expenditure for us and not for any of the other departments who don't do anything. Uh, it's a it's an issue that we, we're taking up. Um, we are also in the process of, I mean, just with the AG, there, there was a process where it was also then referred to as a multiple irregularity, and they've referred it to the SIU. So, so um, and that too, we, we are kind of challenging the AG on the approach that they've taken. Uh, because we think it leads to um, reinf- well paralyzing the project even further, even as they support us in implementing IFMS. We've started 
as per what they were also suggesting, I think, uh, but certainly at our own initiative, further discussions with Oracle, because we now have, I mean, I don't have to say to honorable members, what you buy in 2016, now in 2022, you know, there's certainly the system's been modernized even more. And so we've got to, as we move to implement it fully, to actually try and uh, update within the contract that we have. Uh, uh, look at the more modern options that are there. Um, and that includes, for example, that, uh, uh, you know, not, not that I understand all these issues, but that you move away from on-premise um, approaches to that on the iCloud. Um, the IFMS will, we think, still is very important, especially as we have the, as we want to modernize the procurement system. And if you look at the State Capture Commission, they devoted quite a, a chapter to public procurement and the reforms um, and the monitoring that you need to prevent corruption in government of the sort that we te- we sought to place. And, of course, will enable better management of staff and resources. So our only request, I think, to all these investigative processes is that they conclude their work as soon as possible. It's been going on for, for too long. And also extend it on things like, you know, who, who, who facilitate the leak in the first place, because it really undermines the system of internal controls. If an accounting officer can't, uh, uh, if the perspective on internal uh, audit reports make it to the front page of Sunday Times, then people are not going to speak truth to power. Remember when the internal audit process uh, is quite a critical tool for a manager, for an accounting officer to to fix up problems as they occur. There's always going to be problems. And Chair, so that's our approach on IFMS. And I think I want to leave you with a thought, which I think is recommendation 68 from the State Capture Commission, which basically says, if accounting authorities and officials act in good faith, it's important not to criminalize such actions. Because otherwise, and I'm extending what's been said, I think why they're saying it, is it does lead to paralyzing projects like we have on IFMS. So I thought the broader context is important, but also to make the point, if there is anything inappropriate that was done, if anybody has stolen money, if through these investigative processes that comes through, you know, we'd like to know, and I promise you we'll act very brutally if anybody has acted inappropriately and in bad faith over IFMS. But at the moment, we sit with a dilemma that uh, that we need to implement, but we need the other parties in government to, to also come to the party and two, the AG to recognize that when we are enforcing, when we are implementing the contract, um, uh, it can't really be regarded as irregular or fruitless. I think it's a, it's, 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 it's a problem area that we are sort of engaging with the AG. So, Chair, I'll stop there. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Etching DG Momo. Um, oral members, here's the presentation. Can I have indications of the oral members who would like to interact with the presentation? 
Remembers? Paiso. Honorable Paiso. Yes, Chair. Uh, no, no, I that's think... what you No, no, you know how we do it, Honorable Paiso. I want to get indication of other members. <laughs> who's, who's next? Honorable members, I've got Honorable Paiso. Who's next? Is it only honorable guys who would have a question or a comment on IFMS? Okay, honorable uh, guys, please start. Yes, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, Chair, perhaps let me start here that. Uh, uh, I've heard Mr. Muller uh, trying to stand on the political side that uh, perhaps it is best for Treasury to to stand uh, aside on that particular posture of, of, of playing uh, politics or po- uh, politics. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a big shoe for, for you, Treasury. So <clears throat> because what we wanted... Uh, to get here as a committee is to get into these uh, administrative areas where treasury you are involved uh, directly as treasury. So, so now playing the hide and seek behind, you know, political postures is not going to assist us to get through what we want to 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 to, to, to go to and resolve the, the big challenges that we are referring to here. So uh, uh, I, I just want to understand, for instance, uh, when when we say there's been an ongoing uh, issue of you know passing budgets without a, a, a you know availability, uh, uh, passing a vote without actually having a budget, what does that imply? And we have been observing this for quite a long time, and then. You are also narrating this. This thing has been ongoing. So we asked whether this thing is it unlawful, and obviously it does tell you that now this is unlawful. So this unlawfulness, uh, how was how did the treasury address this unlawfulness? Because remember, when you are passing a budget, you are committing the whole Republic of South Africa of the service delivery under that unit. And then it doesn't happen. And it's nowhere in the law that provides that there should be a, 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 a you make a budget, uh, a, a, you commit a, 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 an institution which does not have a budget to a budget, which is non-existent. So, you know, the consequences thereof should be very great. So it won't assist us to say it has been an ongoing thing uh, that we've been observed, you know, from the treasury point of view, and then and and then and then and then try to politic around it. So it's not going to assist us. So there must be a solution urgently. So 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 if there's a gap in terms of legislature, perhaps from the committee point of 
point of view, we then have to look at that so that that, that is being put to stop, that nobody can now move to pass a budget uh, willy-nilly like that, you know, where it commits the institution which does not have a budget to a budget. It has to stop immediately. <clears throat> so if there's a gap in terms of legislation, perhaps as a committee, we, we need to look at that and then make sure that we put a stop, immediate stop on that. Uh, secondly, uh, is on the issue of uh, which has been raised, which has been said to be a dispute, you know, because we can't have a, a, an ongoing so uh, so uh, I mean called a dispute between the office of the auditor general and and, and, and treasury on a particular uh, matter, because obviously the two institutes are being governed by particular pieces of legislation. So it, it must be a matter of. Uh, there must be a substantive matter which has been raised by Auditor General or a Treasurer that this is a matter. So in the absence of that, there shouldn't be a dispute. So I'm not sure which substantive matter are you, are you expanding on Treasury. If you can clarify that, perhaps I'll, I'll be put on a, a, a comfort position. But in the absence of any clarification to in terms of the, the two piece, piece of legislation which govern the two units, then, then it doesn't hold, uh, any dispute doesn't hold. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Kaiso. Honorable Klangin. Thank you very much, Chair. I, I, I fully agree with the Honorable Kaiso. I mean, we have been sitting with this, um, problem with National Treasury for far too long and for a body that is supposed to be the custodian of the country's funds they are not moving swiftly to sort out um, the fruitless and wasteful expenditure and the underspending that they are having because of this problem I mean to blame the Guptas they have gone and go, we can't be having that story for the longest time. Um, it's there, it's, it's, it's done. Now we need to solve and have a, 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 a solution to the problem. And then if we're going to forever have a, a, a body that is going to come and, 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 and be more political than they actually need to be, it's going to create problems, uh, uh, Chair. They must focus on what they need to do within the department and leave the other stuff, politics for us. And I think uh, maybe for Mr. Momo, there have been years since 1994. Uh, uh, it's actually a disgrace for him to lead a department like this that are having understanding in, an, in, 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 in such a nature. We can't have a treasury that uh, are so proudly um, 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 stopping, uh, even, uh, blocking other budgets of other departments for underspending and then they can't do the same, uh, uh, for their, um, discretions. So they really need to, to come to the party with that. Thank you, Chair. <coughs> uh, thank you, uh, Honorable Kangini. Do I have any other room member who would like to come in? No. Um, 
let 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 me come in with my questions, uh, and uh, uh, let let me thank uh, the acting DG Momo and the team for 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 their pre present presentation. Um, and as as I said, that uh, what prompted this uh, uh, discussion was the presentation by National Treasury on the on the uh, fourth expenditure fourth expenditure of all departments and what transpired after that. Um, so um, and let's 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 focus on that and and leave the frills out. Perhaps what I, let let me share and this anecdotal story. Of a, a mom, of of a student who who wrote a, a literature book uh, and the true story, um, and then he went to the university, and then he 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 became he was a student, and that book became a set uh, a set work. Um, so the lecturer asked the, in one of the tests or exams, uh, what did the writer mean when he said one, two, three, and what was going through his uh, mind when he said this. Né? So um, for the student, it was a very easy thing because he knew very well what uh, uh, he was going through and why he wrote in a particular way. Long story short, uh, the, the lecturer failed him. Uh, the lecturer at that stage was not aware that he was talking to the, to the writer. He, he read the book which was there and interpreted it. What's the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story is about the dispute that we are having with the AG's office about PFMA, and you are correctly say, saying that we are part of the orders of PFMA. So, um, uh, unfortunately, you can't always be there to interpret uh, what was the intention. The AG and the users of, of that act will always interpret what they see there. So I think uh, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm covering the, the part where you're talking about the dispute that we are having with the uh, with the with the the AG and and let me say, um, uh, it will definitely be unfair to expect the, the committee to do anything around that, um, like we do with all other departments and other uh, <coughs> OTTs of the AG. We rely as an economic agent on what the 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 AG has written, and we respond to the, to that. I hear there are all these different interpretations and uh, the mortal beings that we are, we definitely can't get in, involved in that. I think it should be resolved uh, uh, between and amongst, uh, and amongst your, 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 yourselves. This also talks about the involvement of more than one department uh, in this uh, IFMS uh, pro project. Again, we as this committee playing our oversight, we can't be involved in that. This is an, an, an executive area can you please resolve it at, at your level? From where we are seated, we'll always, uh, <clears throat> as the economic agents and users of uh, audited financial statements, rely on what the chapter nine institution gives to us. And uh, again, uh, <clears throat> we, um, we hear what we are trying to resolve. Please, guys, resolve it. Uh, uh, let us not be, be drawn because uh, with the best of intentions, we can't be in a position to, to, to resolve this. If the uh, legislation which must be amended so, so that something is clear and so on, uh, so be it. But it, it, it resides uh, uh, in in your uh, uh, purview, not uh, not not with not with us. 
should you agree with us that uh, if we were to start in, uh, getting we'll open a, a can of worms where all these uh, uh, ODTs will come and try to uh, uh, to explain to parliament that disagreement with the the, the, the AG. And, and that will be the end of uh, uh, us as parliament uh, relying on the AG's uh, uh, the reports and so on. So uh, again, uh, let it be resolved there. As it stands before us, it's it's uh, it's wasteful and, and fruitless expenditure. That's what it is. Now, um, here's the uh, the question: Can can I, can we get the original budget of I, of IFMS? And and where are we now on that on on that budget? Perhaps a related question: How much has been spent on on IFMS? Um, since this project started, I, I, I hear you are starting as early as 1995 and when uh, the democratic government came in and so on. So can you just uh, give a, a high level as to exactly how much have we put in, how much was the budget? Where are we now? Uh, how much has been used of, 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 of that budget? And if you, if you like, um, of that investment that people of South Africa have made to IFMS, what is the return that they can point at that they have received to date? A related question would be, uh, you moved from this thing this being customized and you said, let's go to off-the-shelf type of an approach with Oracle. Uh, so don't you think this, this project is too, is, 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 is too big and complex? Uh, for it to be executed, uh, for me, uh, it's 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 a question of <laughs> is it not a other possible or maybe of some sort in the, in the, in the in the IT sector? Um, with CETA and the public service and administration, uh, have you have you been able to perhaps call the involvement of your political principals to try and resolve? Whatever impulse may be there, impasse may be there. Uh, a related question: uh, Where else have we seen the system operating uh, in terms of benchmarking? So when we started with it, because it's very clear that we are so uh, <clears throat> uh, married to it. If you could just share with 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 the with the, with the committee. Well, I, I ask about the, uh, the the budget mandate has, has, has been used, perhaps uh, to say, uh, as this administration, how long we've been involved with this pro uh, project. <clears throat> Ed, do you want me to come in? No, no, just the last one, sorry. I'm, I'm just I'm picking up the, la the last one. The, the, the irregularities that have been referred to other law enforcement agencies and, 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 and so on. I, 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 I agree with you. That is the ones that is there. There's very little that uh, you, 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 can, you can do. For, for us, since it's, it's, it's something that we have budgeted for, uh, uh, in mean uh, this year and many other years before uh, uh, 
you you are saying uh, this uh, project is is going to be ready uh, 23 24 but I, I i also see a contradiction in that because you are now giving us the the end date but at the same time the main of these variables which are not controllable amongst them the other departments and center who who are involved don't you find it a, a contradiction uh, in those uh, two statements uh, thank you very much uh, please uh, with your team respond to the, to those questions no no thank you chair and uh, thanks for all the questions to honorable members and uh, 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 let me I, I'm, I'm uh, the, let, let me say, I mean, I agree with you. The past doesn't matter. We are where we are. And we need to solve the problem quickly. Uh, the problem has been going on for far too long. And uh, certainly, I think uh, the Treasury has a lot of respect for the Office of the AG. It's a very important institution. And uh, uh, and, and we have very good relationships with the AG, uh, even where we have differences, and we do have sometimes sharp differences, and there are dispute mechanisms that we have, and we're trying to explore within those mechanisms which uh, to resolve it. We, we certainly um, uh, take into account, I mean, how these issues are resolved. I think what I was trying to just put to honorable members is we, you know, we are in a long-term contract and in a way, whatever we do, uh, whether we continue and chair, you pointed out, is there a contradiction? I think the, the implementation by Tikaledi uh, can come in by 23, 24 is, was the objective that we've, we've set. Uh, and yes, it may, it will, likely need to be reviewed um, for full implementation depending on on what milestones we reach uh, 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 before that. So, um, you know, I, 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 I've certainly prioritized, I think, uh, solving this problem um, that's still there in the department either way, that uh, either... We say we continue or we don't continue, but either way, we're going to take losses and it will be deemed to be fruitless expenditure under the current dispensation. I guess what I was just trying to say is the fruitless expenditure is therefore a consequence of uh, uh, the contract that's there. It's not because anybody is acting uh, maliciously or there's anything funny happening, uh, but the AG sees it in a particular way, but it's an expense that either way we'd have to meet. And it's certainly in the interest of the state to resolve it as quickly as possible because the longer it's there, uh, it, it uh, uh, you know, we're going to be in this kind of paralytic state. In terms of spending, so therefore, when we say there's underspending, you know, IFMS is the biggest project in the Treasury's own budget once you take away the transfers to SARS and so on. And I'll let Laura come in on the underspending this year. I don't have before me 
the, the actual spending since the project uh, was instituted. Because I think if, the, if I remember the project was in between 400 and 500 million, I forget the exact figure at the time to purchase the licenses. But there's a lot of complementary costs, including the costs of still running uh, Purcell and Bass. And so um, if you wanted a longitudinal assessment of all the expenses, we'd have to come back to you on that. So I, I don't know if that's what you want to share, but I'll ask Laura just to comment on the uh, immediate expenditure in a, in, in, in a minute. So, and certainly I think we're not asking the committee to, to intervene in any of those issues. Uh, we will obviously complete the process with the AG. We'll certainly um, try, we, we, you know, we've written letters and communicated and having a steering committee meeting that was planned, um, or we'll be having one. Uh, the last one got postponed for some reason. Um, and then, you know, I've certainly kept our political principle informed about where we are, um, but we haven't taken, uh, or I haven't, I think my predecessor may have taken the issues forward, but I've, I think, um, really want to resolve this problem either way. Um, and so we've put in place processes to get resolution and hopefully um, by by the end of this financial year, either way, there'll be um, uh, resolution on this. I think, Chair, just the other issue, you know, it's not just a national tragedy, but I agree with you. We're a bunch of economists and financial experts. Whether we're the best people to run IT systems is a good question. But unfortunately, we're finding even the entities that are supposed to be doing that are actually not very good uh, themselves necessarily. And so, uh, you know, where and how government uh, locates such projects, and and you know, if 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 wishes were horses, I would say we don't want it in the treasury. Let it be elsewhere. But I I think, given the financial management and the PFMA, in fact, has a clause that makes the the the, the uh, treasury solely responsible for financial management systems. So. I think it's an important area that we do need to to take on. I don't know, Laura, do you want to just comment on the actual spending this year? I, I'm not sure I you'd have the figures for the previous years or, or so. Um, thank you so much, uh, Mama. Uh, certainly there has been an underspend uh, in this year, and that is because uh, uh, we had budgeted for on the assumption that uh, A, that the CETA's procurement process would be successful, and B, on our current methodology, which is to rapidly uh, advance the implementation of IVNMES in order to catch up with previous delays. And so it was budgeted accordingly. We had to uh, give, uh, give money back. Um, but certainly we will be able to provide the, the committee in writing uh, the the total the total budget that was the original budget that was uh, allocated the expenditure in terms of IFMS one because uh, the committee will know that work was done under IFMS one uh, before cabinet uh, 
approved the the pivot to the the new methodology. We will provide uh, the expenditure under IFMS2 as well as uh, what that expenditure has been for, which is as uh, as we've indicated, there's mainly for the support and maintenance, um, and that will give us the total spend to date as well as what's remaining on the, the budget. And then we will also include in that uh, written submission uh, what was the spend for this year and how much was uh, returned. Mama, if I can just indicate that in terms of our uh, milestones to towards uh, the 2024 uh, full rollout, um, we are, are very uh, sensitive to the fact that uh, Treasury is highly dependent on um, on outside uh, uh, processes in order to allow us to deliver. We had uh, we had planned in terms of uh, three processes. Uh, we varied those processes in order to increase our success. Unfortunately, they were not successful. However, what we've done in order for us to, to uh, deliver on that day. And because uh, we recognize that uh, we, we, just, we just have to get this now implemented, is that we, uh, with Dickie have put in place a range of mitigation measures, and those include our engagements with Oracle, it includes our engagements with CETA, uh, as well as our leadership in, in order for us to pivot uh, decision making of IFMS back into Treasury uh, to uh, ensure that Oracle assists um, either in terms of the fees or in terms of the kinds of uh, implementation we have and how we roll it out. So we are, are um, quietly optimistic that we will be able to, if all of our mitigation plans uh, are implement, uh, do come uh, to fruition that we will, will be able to meet uh, that date. Also, uh, Mama, just in terms of the the process to the original decision, uh, who which countries we looked at in terms of benchmarking, as well as which countries have implemented a similar process um, of automating and modernizing, uh, integrating their financial systems. Uh, we can certainly provide all of that information uh, to the committee. We will need to go back to the original uh, submissions at business case, but we definitely have them. And we can provide that in writing as a matter of urgency. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. I'm trying to just see from my list what other questions there are, Chair, that we needed to answer. Um, I haven't answered Honorable Kaiso's first question, which related to unlawful budgets. I think that was a reference to the earlier presentation on municipalities passing unlawful budgets. Certainly at national level, the budget is lawful. Um, uh, and I take his point, I think, on you know, on resolving the issue with the AG. I think that we, uh, I've talked about that. Um, Chair, is there anything else that you need an answer for? No, I, I think, I think uh, you and 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 Laura have responded to the uh, to the questions, and uh, Laura has also promised the committee to uh, to come back with those uh, 
figures that she doesn't you, you don't have and and i think that's that's welcome we always stress that you don't want convenient answers where uh, <clears throat> you you still want to go and and, and check and uh, verify your your numbers and bring them back that that would be very much welcome and as i said um, i i I didn't hear your comment. It's more of your comment when I say, don't you think this project, this project is too complex? I said, don't you think that we are running another Nidupi and 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 Kusil and so on? Hence my question. <laughs> my question. Yeah, my question. Yeah, hmm? yeah, yeah, yes, Chair. No, I said, you know, I, I would, uh, as I said, if I could start from scratch, I would have said in government, somebody else should do this. But uh, uh, un- unfortunately, I can't reverse the past. And I think currently it's there's no other easy place to put it into government yet. Um, so I think for now we are stuck with it. And when you have a problem, you've got to kind of solve it unless there's an easy way. I also liked your earlier comment on the author and the interpretation, which I agree with you. I thought that was a very nice comment, Chair. Um, and I certainly feel like that uh, author as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you, you, you know, the, the, the whole issue, I think, of IT, and I say this as a non-IT person, knowing that my knowledge on IT is dangerous, that uh, I, th- I think it's worth a conversation somewhere when you look across government and how we deal with the IT systems, because this is just a financial management system. There's other departments that may need to come up with other systems that would assist in government. But something that we're looking at I guess we will look at how best that government can actually oversee these systems because I think the current models of having a CETA or having one infrastructure department, those really they haven't worked the last few years. Now, what's the reason for them not working and how can we actually make those institutions do what was expected to be done? I think really comes up all the time. I, I think, I think the uh, the. <clears throat> okay, perhaps before I come, I come to that. The I just wanted to make uh, to to stress the question, of course, that we are talking about that cost. And uh, let's let's not venture into the opportunity cost of not having the system and so on. Okay, uh, I think they are, they are obvious. But uh, number two, um, when I was saying that the, the, the project is it's complex and too big, I'm, I, ju- I don't just mean it for treasure. I, I meant it for the, for the country per se, uh, irrespective of where it resides. Uh, I was just making that a passing, passing comment. Um, you know, we, we, have, we have made another uh, a, a, a comment, especially around infrastructure now, SIT. Uh, We've, we've had interactions with both the Department of Defense and the Public Works and Infrastructure, right? And it talks to that thing that uh, the infrastructure we're dealing with defense, is it, an, is it an optimal way of this thing of having your, another department sort of managing your budget? And if certain things don't happen, you, you as a particular department, you take a fall, Right. So uh, and and defense was feeling very very strong about what 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 is happening and hence the concept of devolution of responsibilities from uh, public works and infrastructure to defense. But I think that's that 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 happens with uh, many other de- 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 departments. 
I think a similar problem problem with a uh, seat. Uh, again, for for us being here in Parliament, uh, uh, <clears throat> would know it should be from the executive and administration to say this was the original intention of having this thing is not working. We think that that's how it should be. It it it, it, it can be improved, right? I've 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 heard it many times where a lot of departments will will complain about the speed with which things uh, 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 happen at at CETA and ending up uh, constraining them in, in, in many things that they want to do. But we would say as, as, as parliament, definitely we don't want you to say we are overreaching. Uh, we want to see results. Uh, it's you in, in the administration and the executive who must uh, solve those things if you think that they are a problem. In as far as service delivery is concerned, I think I think you agree with me when it, it comes it comes to that. Honourable well, members, uh, let me take this opportunity uh, to thank uh, uh, the acting DG, uh, Mr. Momomoyat, uh, uh, and and the, the uh, and the team uh, for for the for the presentation. You 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 are excused. You can go to the next committee, acting uh, 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 DG. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Chair and Honourable Members. Honourable Members, let's let's go to the uh, next item. Uh, the minutes. Let me check the minutes that we're looking at. Um, just a second. Just a second. I'm looking for the dates of the minutes. Honourable members, we have got minutes of the 14th of September 2022. Do I have any mover for the adoption of these minutes? Yes, Chair, I move. I've read them. I'm now at the airport. Okay, well, thank you, Honourable Lenzana. Uh, moving for the adoption of the minutes. Seconder? Depot Peters. Probably Peter seconds. Thank you. The minutes of the 14th of September should be adopted. Can you go to the minutes of the 16th of September? Mover. Peters. Honorable Peters moves for the adoption. Seconder. Anybody seconding Honorable Peters for the minutes of the 16th? It's either you or Kaiso or. I so moves. Yeah. I mean, seconds. Honorable, Honorable Kaiso, uh, uh, seconds. Thank you. So the minutes of the 16th of September 2022 are to be adopted. Thank you, Honorable Members. Can you go to agenda item number six? Uh, Darren, do we have any announcements to make? Chairperson, yeah. uh, uh, can you hear me? This is the last meeting for the term. Yeah. Um, we are going to distribute the program for next term in due course. I have drafted it. Um, I just need to discuss it with yourself before distributing it. Um, and then uh, regarding the study tour, Chairperson, we received approval yesterday for the postponement. So we will now be traveling on the 15th of October and we'll be returning um, on the 23rd of October. Um, Namfuse and I are busy with, with um, the logistical arrangements. However, we will um, 
keep communicating with the members regarding progress in that regard. Thank you. Okay. Um, uh, anything about about passports and so on? Just a, a, a catch up. Where do we start? Where do we go? That I can give a high level type. Of thing. So, yes, um, the passports. We've we sent the request through for the passports. Nomfusable um, is directly with the members regarding the passports. Where we, where do they go? And what we are still waiting on on um, parliamentary international relations. To, to to give us um, all that information, but we will keep in, in communication with the members, Jefferson. And I don't have all the answers for now. Okay, let's 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 keep communicating with the other members then, and then uh, um, other members who will, will be having Mister Darin and Musa Zamisa as uh, the, the the support staff of the committee we, we only got allowance of two of two of two people uh, let's 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 mute uh, let's mute honorable peters please mute peters mute please thank you i think i was getting a break door when you meet meeting um honorable members uh I, I was saying that uh, Darren and Musa would be uh, the two people uh, uh, join, uh, uh, giving the committee the support. Uh, and uh, I think another good thing is that uh, we managed to get all the uh, uh, the members going. Uh, we're arguing that uh, it's very important, looking at the research which went into that, that all uh, committee members go this thing of having half or not uh, was not going to be the most optimal thing in terms of cost benefit analysis it was not helping us but uh, thanks to the uh, leadership in parliament allowed the committee uh, to to continue with the uh, with the study with the study tour but remember let me take this opportunity one thing which is outstanding it's it's the report of, of of our oversight um, um, management uh, working on, on on that and at the right time we will we'll come back to the to the committee uh, let me take this opportunity just to thank all of you uh, for this term and uh, uh, dedication and the issues that we have raised uh, to try and improve uh, oversight uh, of, of of the committee as you know, that uh, in the next term, when we come back, uh, the main thing will be uh, uh, the mid-term budget policy statement and uh, uh, <clears throat> that will be uh, that will be dealing with uh, in that uh, in that in that is the last term of 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 the, of the uh, calendar year. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Uh, take care. That takes us to the end of the meeting. Thank you, Chairperson. Thanks, Thank you. Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Chair. Chairperson. Thanks, Chairperson. Take care, too. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you.